Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, Personal Development Advisor and NLP Trainer here, and welcome to episode 129 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools and insights to help us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 129, entitled Money Conversations in Relationship. Um, Money can be um, it's 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 can be such a core and central uh, central element to our relationships and to our life, and if it's used as an effective resource, it can really add to the quality and the happiness of our life and our ability to um, create good experiences for ourselves and others. And if it's not used well or we're really struggling with it, then it can be a massive source of uh, pain and confrontation in our relationships. A lot of couples um, end up um, having, um, it. you know, it's a cons- it can be for many couples a consistent friction point in their relationship over time and can be, worst case scenario, something that leads to, um, uh, you know, good relationships falling apart. Um, so I really think it's important that... Um, you know, we, we've got some method and some strategy around uh, money, um, and ideally, that um, as the relationship starts to show promise, um, that we are already starting to get together some insight around um, what our joint financial strategy is going to be. Um, so, there's a number of areas that we kind of want to look at when we're talking about money. I think one is, of course. Um, you know how much is coming in is is one area, um, but the area that tends to cause the most problems is with the money that's coming in. Um, if we and our partner are differing on the ideas around how that money should be allocated, how it should be um, spent, um, I remember um, uh, mentoring under a a business um, consultant uh, for a long, long time. And one of the things that uh, he used to talk about was how often businesses, small businesses in particular, fell apart when they got out of the surviving stage and into the thriving stage. Um, You know, if we're struggling to make a living, then we're united in the fight for struggle and survival. Where the problems come is when enough money starts coming into the system that we start, um, we start being offered choice, um, so that what he used to talk to me about, what and what he saw in businesses, and and you know I see too now these days, is is that um, once profit starts coming in, people have very different ideas. You know we can clash around well what to do with that money. You know someone might say well we need to store it away for a rainy day, and someone else says no no we've worked really hard, we deserve a treat, we deserve to reward ourselves. Um, and I'm not making any inference on, you know, how we spend our money, but I think it's important that we've got some 
um, some insight and as early as possible in relationships, we are putting together a method where we are consistently coming back and talking ab about um, money and our money issues within our relationship and our plans for the future expense of money. Um, because again, realizing that the key place, the, the, the biggest clash around money is around what, what do we do with our money? Um, so that again, let's say for example, if we're starting out early in a relationship and we're getting to know someone, but certainly this can be done even with someone you've been with for a long, long time, um, is we're having some conversation around what we first, what we learned in our family system about money. Uh, what, what are some of the ideas um, that, that we picked up from our family system and from the environment and the culture we grew up in around money? Um, you know, is money just a tool? Is money a skill? Um, is money kind of very much linked with some sort of moralistic view? Um, and the idea behind this is to start to get some insight into going forward where might my ideas around money and my partner's ideas around money cause friction points. You know, if I came from a, a, a family that didn't really believe that, that you needed to hold on to money, that it was there to be enjoyed and experienced, um, and, uh, you know, and I'm in relationship with somebody who came from a family system that was much more frugal and conservative, then we've got to anticipate that how do we make those two dynamics, um, how do we integrate those two dynamics? You know, because it's not so much if we came from different frameworks, but but if we are in, you know, in joint partnership, how are we going to work on integrating those, um, those two differing worldviews um, or continuing, and, and how did what I saw around money in my family system bias my thinking? Um, so that, and, you know, if I'm looking at my current views on money, are they realistic? Are they adult? Or are they kind of still picked up from unexamined childhood beliefs? Um, and is that uh, contributing to or detracting from a healthy adult relationship with money? And then also, um, uh, you know, using money as a as a way of enhancing our relationship rather than, you know, it's it's a constant source uh, source of distress and irritation between me and my partner. So the earlier we can talk about the differences in philosophies, looking at with open honesty where I think I might be a bit encumbered around my ideas around money, um, and, and you know what I might need to kind of address and re-educate myself. Did I get good financial literacy? You know, what what was my kind of education? Did I come from a family system that didn't talk about money at all? Or, you know, talked about money maybe too much or saw it as purely a status process or something to be gained at all costs? You know, there are so many different um, backdrop viewpoints that, that can influence us and like I said, either work to our advantage in the present day or get in our way. Um, so if we, you know, and again, this is this is a way too of getting to know ourselves and our partner even more fully. That we're bringing, you know, adult self awareness into the process to examine what what does and doesn't work. Um, do we have role models? 
um, around us that we can look at. Do we know couples who really do the, the money side of their relationship really, really well? And can we go and have a conversation with them and find out what they're doing um, uh, that that means that the money side of their relationship is is working in a way that's very additive, very complementary. It adds to their stability, but it frees them enough, frees them up enough, so that they can really be playful and joyous in their relationship too. Um, and like I said, it really is uh, horses for courses, so to speak. Um, some couples might find that what works for them is a very conservative methodology. Uh, very conservative style of step-by-step progressive um, um, uh, progressive uh, investing over time. Another couple might see relation, you know, money as just more something to simply um, as a vehicle for expression and experience, or anywhere in between. So there's no kind of, you know, it really is working out what works for you as a couple. Um, to, you know, what, what do we need, how much do we need to give us a sense of stability, but also have a, an, an element of play, um, or maybe you're a couple that decides you really want to knuckle down and do a, an extended phase of predominantly focusing on, on work and accumulating um, something and then ease back. Um, so it's not a case that, you know, what you kind of want to work out, um, that there's any necessary... It, it really is about aiming for what works to enhance the relationship and the two individuals in it. Um, and so this is where we, we probably look at a couple of key touch points and set up a process, um, much like a business has regular meetings, we, we might flag that once every three months we, we, have a, we set aside two hours to go through the money side of our relationship or once a month or once every six months, depending on whatever you decide. But but to, to put in place a process to, to visit, to anticipate what's coming up and what we might need to do from a, a preparatory process to minimize any any errors that, um, that might come up. So this is where it becomes so important to be talking about money before we reach those friction points rather than the first time we sit down to have a discussion about money is when we're both super stressed um, and very fixed in, in very different ideas about what we should be doing next. Um, better to start those dynamics and those discussions, even though they can be a bit uncomfortable and challenging, but, but far better to do those as much in advance as we possibly can and, and have a kind of a, like I said, a bit of a blueprint and an idea um, of, of, you know, what, what might the potential roadblocks be ahead? Or if we had this roadblock appear, how specifically would we navigate through that? Um, so a regular discussion scheduled uh, around money um, and in those discussions potentially we're visiting again, okay, how much income do we, uh, do we have coming in? How um, compatible with our lifestyle is that? Um, if we're talking about some sort of investment strategy going forward, how are we getting on the same page there? Is that something that's going to be self-driven? And if so, where do we need our education from? Or are we pulling in a third party, a financial expert, an investment expert, a buyer's advocate if we're looking to buy property? Um, and then we have to go about the process. If we're bringing in um, third parties into the relationship, then what, what are the qualifying aspects for getting a... A, a good, you know, a, a, a professional 
to support us who is both trust someone we can trust but also someone who's competent so this is where we sometimes avoid going to our wider family system to ask their opinions about what we should be doing financially especially if these are not experts in finance um, I, you know, I'm even a bit wobbly around the idea of going, even if we have financial experts in the family, um, the ability to keep family and the finance separate from an advisory perspective, it can be still a tricky road to walk. So, um, if there's a finance expert in the, in the family and you, you can trust them enough to be, um, to be as, clear and as clean in that advice as you can then maybe that's somewhere um, but ideally I think somebody who's a genuine third party outside of our family parameters who's also an expert in the area you're seeking to get advice in like I said either to train you in that area or to work as an advisor to to you whatever whatever kind of works for you um, but like I said you know we're talking about our investment strategy and we're talking about kind of our day-to-day -day or short-range allocation choices. With the money we have, where's it going to go? Um, or if we're setting up separate accounts that, you know, here's our play account, here's our day-to-day -day account. Um, do we set something up where we have, um, you know, here is the joint account and then both of us have a side smaller account um, with the allocation of resources? Do we need to set up, set up a process that maybe is, um, you know, let's say, for example, um, anything under $100 as a purchase, you, you're, you're free to, you, you know, um, use your good judgment or, you know, and go get it. Um, but anything that's uh, over $100 purchase might require that you and I come and have a brief conversation about that. Hey, I'm thinking of buying this. It's $600. Want to check in with you. Um, you know, or if we're fairly comfortable with it that we, we might have a higher threshold before check-in you know that says anything under five hundred dollars you we, you know either of us can go out and buy and we're not going to punish each other for that whether or not we agree with that choice or we don't that's that's the person's individual sovereignty but anything over five hundred dollars we, we need to come together and check so we, we've got you know we're keeping a track of what's coming in uh what, what kind of income are we both bring in or we've agreed that um, you know we're going to do an allocation of roles where one person is predominantly responsible for bringing the finances in, um, but but then we're both how um, are we both equally responsible for the financial decisions, or is that an okay job to parcel out? Um, you be responsible for this side of the finances, I'll be responsible for this, and then we'll have our monthly meeting. So again, as long as there's some sense of structure. It, it's working out what works for you. And then, like I said, we're going and getting, you know, can we find out what's worked for other couples or what hasn't worked and learn from their their wins and their losses um, so that that reduces the chance that we're going to make financial mistakes and put undue stress on ourselves. Then if we need to, how are we getting good professionals around us before we need those professionals? So we're sourcing lawyers, we're sourcing accountants, we're sourcing financial advisors. Um, so we've, we've got a team of support people around us for those moments where we need more education or more guidance than, than we have expertise for. 
Um, but when you know we've done that in advance, so we're not needing to source those out of urgency and distress, which can often mean you can compromise. And I've certainly done that uh, where I've ended up with individuals because I've just needed someone and they were not up to the task. They were, and that cost me more money and more stress later because I ended up with subpar advice because I didn't have enough time to, you know, to really uh, find an expert. And especially because I wasn't in an ex, you know, I'm not. When I was seeking a lawyer at one stage, um, when a business was going um, during a, a, a fractious business partnership, and there was some sense of urgency, um, you know, I was forced to. Um, uh, well, I wasn't forced. Again, it's always a choice. But, but I, you know, I felt so much time pressure to to get onto a matter that um, I I ended up going with a recommendation of somebody without. And even when we sat down and had the qualifying interview, there were red flags. But I felt so rushed that I made a choice to go with this person that that resulted in in um, a very expensive process because they really didn't understand the area of law I needed advice in, and I ended up having to go to uh, another law firm after spending amounts and then they had to um uh you know it was very costly to adjust um once i actually got the proper advice so i can't encourage you more strongly that one of one of your endeavors as a couple is to you know seek that good external support we all need it um but do that when we don't need it. That's that's the key thing. So you've got time to interview people and really find out, um, uh, you know, uh, who out there can really also help to keep give you a sense of safety and stability around your money and that you're well supported and you're well safeguarded. Um, that becomes very, very important. And like I said, and then this discussion around understanding the kind of backdrop and the kind of influence we've got from the family systems, you know, you know, what kind of potentially archaic views around money am I still carrying that might not be used to me anymore? So we're continually seeking education. We're continuing to stay open to conversations. And especially if we sense that the conversation is going to be a bit challenging to have, those are the ones that are most important to have and get in and as quickly as possible to have those. Um, so I, I think with these kinds of things, we greatly reduce the negative impact that money can have on the, you know, the, the health, the well-being um, uh, of our relationships because, again, the more stressed and resentful and fearful we become, the more that that impacts our fun and our eroticism and our ability to really be uh, intimate and nurturing and connect with each other without this backdrop of pressure and frustration and anger um, and, and you know, possibly resentment, which, which those things are really corrosive to healthy relationships. So like I said, we're having the conversations, we're understanding how we're influenced from our past, we're getting good quality professionals around us, we're scheduling consistent conversations, we're very open about our ideas about allocation, we've got some idea of where we want to go um, forward to as a couple, um, and then you know we're continuing to negotiate, we're continuing to talk about that till we get what works for us um, as a couple. So there you go. There's the episode on money conversations in relationships and a few tips I think are important um, around helping your relationships be as smooth and joyous as they possibly can and not to mention making money as much as possible a joy and an additive element to your relationship 
rather than a source of stress. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, Once again, as always, for those who have been listening along from wherever you are in the world, listening to uh, my podcast show, I am so grateful. I'm, uh, you know, and thank you so much for your support. If you've just joined us and this is your first episode, um, you know, certainly encourage you to check out others. Thank you. Hope you really enjoyed the episode and and took some um, things you can use away um, from it. Um, If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find the program. And thank you in advance for that. Um, Also, the show is available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website emergencetraining.com.au. The, we also, um, as I say, come and visit us at the website. If you've got any ideas for episodes, and I think I can do a little bit of something there, then I'm more than happy to have a go. So, you know, very grateful for the people who do reach out and offer episode requests. Um, thank you so much. Um, and, uh, Additionally, we're also on YouTube, the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series on YouTube. Check us out there. Um, And um, uh, like I said, anything you think you might want to know a bit more about individually, then uh, please reach out um, at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. But thank you very much. So uh, again, thank you for listening to the episode. Um, Wish you every joy and success in your life. Um, And until we're with each other on another episode, thank you and bye for now.